What's going on, guys? Uh, today I'm here with a very special guest. Um, he's a published author and an educator. Um, I'm here with uh, Mr. Dan Birchfield. How's hey, it going? Good to be with you today, Spencer. Good to yeah, be thanks, with you. For, thanks, for, uh, thanks for coming on. It's exciting. No problem. What have, uh, what have you been up to since these uh, weird quarantine times? Well, we ended the school year last year uh, doing distant learning, so I had to learn that all new on the fly. And being an old school type teacher, uh, that was difficult, but we got, we got through that. And then the summer was uh, interesting, uh, mainly since we had to be quarantined, I did a lot of yard work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get my yard work done and things like that. So that, that was always interesting. And now the new school, uh, school year starts and we're starting uh, a new uh, distant learning with a new mechanism called a Canvas, which is hard to learn. So we, I've been three days into it and we're, we're getting okay. Only one day of my PowerPoint didn't work too well. So I had to just, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how fast this year's gone by. Yes, yes. It's definitely. literally, it was like a blink. I mean, it was the beginning and then this whole middle section and we're already almost at the end of it is I know it's crazy. Know. So summer always goes fast anyway, but this summer That's for true. some reason really flew by. Yeah. Um, well, have you been staying busy with uh, anything else? I know you just put out a book relatively recently, right? Yes, about a year ago. Yeah. Um, I, I uh, this this book has been like a ten year uh, in the ha in the making. Oh wow! Uh, in, yeah, in my mind and in my life. Um, I'll, I'll I'll go back a little bit on that. Um, when in, in 1996, a while back, I lost my uh, older son. And a, a lot of things happened that year where I was, as you can imagine, I was just in almost depression, went back to work, but just kind of like walked around in the cloud. But a lot of miraculous things happened that year that kind of changed my focus in my purpose in life. Uh, people came to us and asked us to do like, um, you know, my son drowned in the Arroyo. He was 11, year, 11 years old and he uh, was walking home from middle school and he drowned in a royal that kind of carves its way through like the heart of our city that we live in in Moore Park. Anyway, they came to us and uh, wanted to do like a water safety video to show the schools um, about the danger of the royal, And so we did. And then later that year, we had a little league uh, season and my son would have been, you know, playing as a 12 year old and all his friends. So I actually coached, helped coached his team he would have been on. And we played in championship game and we went extra innings and we ended up losing, but that was okay. Cause these, the kids really played hard and you know, they all played for Joel and, and the little league season was awesome because they, they dedicated the season to my son. Uh, they had a big banner out there in left field uh, with his name on it. So anyway, our all-star team uh, starts the inner, you know, the play with thousand Oaks It's kind of like us, they call it like a sectional. And they ended up winning. It was the first time the Moore Park Little League has won one in a very, very long time. Wow. So anyway, they went to the next step. And uh, the head coach, Hector Garcia, who I know really well, uh, wanted to carry Joel's banner along the way. So they won the next section. They won the next section. And I, all of a sudden, I'm, and I'm going, whoa, you know, this, this thing is starting to get pretty, pretty big. So they're going to the championship game of uh, – to see who goes to wins the Southern California championship. And they're playing a team from La Puente, which is some really big 12 year old kids, some of the biggest kids I've ever seen. <laughs> and uh, it was funny before the game. And I, I always had a lot of conversations with God before that saying, you know, God, why did this happen? And, and you know, I wasn't hearing much. So I kind of like 
uh, sorry, I'm, I'm on deaf ear here. But anyway, I, I did a prayer I remember vividly that stated like, hey, you know, you can keep this going. At least it keeps my son's spirit alive. Anyway, we got to the game a little late and they were down seven to nothing. And I'm going, well, okay, you know, that's a, uh, it was a great run for these kids. I, you know, a lot of them, like I said, were Joel's friends. And all of a sudden, some miraculous things happened. Balls would drop, a home run, a guy makes an error, and we ended up winning 10 to eight. Wow. And we, go, and we yeah, and we go to the, we go to San Bernardino for the Western Regional Championship. And now things are really getting big. And now Joel's writing stories about Joel because of this and that. Anyway, uh, they, uh, the Little League team wins. And they end up going to uh, uh, one of the games against Hawaii. We had a really good team. And Hawaii beat them, so we got put in the uh, loser's bracket. So the reason I say this, because it's, it's happened, this happened in almost like a two-day span. And these are 12-year-old kids. We're playing the state of Washington, the state championship. And the game went 16 innings. In fact, they had to stop the game at midnight at, in, during the 12th inning. The kids went and went to sleep. We stayed at a hotel in San Bernardino because we wanted, you know, get up. they had to get up at 9 a.m. to start the game over. They started the game over, or they started the game where they left off in the 11th inning, and they scored one run. We came back to tie the game up. And anyway, the game ended up uh, ending on a home run by Blake Sharp, uh, who's uh, went on to play baseball in college, uh, to win the game in the 16th inning, two to one. But now oh. we had to beat Hawaii twice to win the championship. Well, we win the first game, and these kids are like dog tired. This is like three games almost in one day. And we ran out of pitchers. So one of the players who was uh, going to be the pitcher at Hawaii to win the championship was Joel's best friend. And I, I could see it coming. I said, here, here he spent the night at my house as a little kid. And here he goes, and he pitches the game of his life. And Moore Park wins the game 2-1, to one, and they end up going to the Williamsport, you know, for the Little League World Championship. And wow. – Watching this happen kind of like soothed my soul and changed some of my perspective of what had happened. Anyway, they went on to Williamsport. They didn't win it, but they, uh, it was just unique. There was articles written about Joel and this and that. We came back and Moore Park gave them a parade and, and we all sat around at the very, like a day or two later, we all held hands around uh, my son Joel's grave and they were pouring sand on the grave from the, little, from the infield from uh, Williamsport. And it was just awesome to see. So it, here in my, you know, here in my mind, like I said, I was like depressed and going through a lot of things in my life. And this, watching these kids play kind of energized my soul a bit. But I was still praying, okay, what do you want me to do, Lord? What do you want me to do? And it was still kind of silent. So we came back and uh, we, uh, we, we wanted to get a bridge built over the Royal. Uh, so other kids, you know, you know, would be, wouldn't be hazardous, you know, crossing. And because a lot of kids just did that from school there. So we uh, went on a campaign, a letter writing. The city council was always balking. Well, you know, the land was owned by Southern Edison and the flood control and nobody can come to agreement, blah, 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 going back and forth. A lot of neighbors, myself, would go to council meetings trying to get this thing uh, built. Well, we came up with an idea that we had a form letter and we're going to bombard Southern Cal Edison with letters about, hey, this, the city wants this bridge built so no other um, child will pass away in the Royal. Well, anyway, I called up uh, the headquarters at so SoCal and I got a secretary and I told her my name and she goes, oh yeah, I was watching on television the, the Little League World Series, I know your story. And she says, 
uh, well, I'll tell you the guy to send the letters to. So she gave me the name of the person who, that, who would get the things done. So I just kind of looked up saying, okay, Joel's helping us out on this one. Anyway, we bombarded this guy with letters and about two weeks afterwards, they said, okay, we're gonna give you the land and they put the bridge. So the city got the, uh, the grant to build the bridge. We now have a bridge there now. And uh, so again, right after this happened, some miraculous ha things happening. I said, okay, what do I wanna do? Well, we had a one year anniversary uh, uh, for Joel at Holy Cross Church in here in Moore Park. And this is kind of the moment that I knew that I wanted to do something else in life. Uh, after the ceremony, one of the ladies, we had like a, a, a pie plate with a candle in it and we all had it lit and I'll, I would lead the procession. I would get the lit and I'd walk down the, uh, down the aisle and I walked outside and I kind of, you know, walk, it was kind of get kind of dust. So it was kind of dark a little bit, getting towards dark. And I overlooked, I was kind of like oh, in my own thoughts, look, overlooking the city. And I turned around and I looked and here were all these kids who followed me with the lit candles. And I looked at them and I said, that's it. And it was kind of like hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm going to be a teacher. Because they're all looking at me with, you know, the, the candles. So I went back to school and uh, I became a teacher. It was, it was rough. Um, but, you know, I, I've been now, this is my 19th year of teaching. Wow. But backing up a little bit, I, I would always like to walk. And when I'd walk, I'd always, some, something inside me says, you got to write a, a book about this, Birchfield. So I said, okay, I was filing this away. Okay, I, I got to write this book, got to write this book. Um, anyway, another thing to back up, a little thing that happened, uh, when Joel passed away, a lot of the people uh, donated money for us, and we didn't know what to do with the money. And we decided to give out a scholarship to graduating seniors at Moore Park High School. And this started in 1999, and we had close to seven, $8,000. So we gave it, and, and, and until it was almost down to like, I would say $400, we'd give out $500 here, $500 there. And we were running out of money. Well, anyway, like I said, I like to walk. And the year before that, I walked from um, Lake Casitas to San Pedro. It was just something I mapped out. I walked along the beach area. Anybody, everybody asked me, why are you walking? Why are you walking? Well, I, I said, I just like to walk. She's, oh, you're doing it for a fundraiser? And I said, wait a, wait a minute, I'll do this for a fundraiser. So the next year, uh, I started in uh, actually uh, Carpinteria. And I, I, uh, they did an article. I walked from Carpinteria and I'd walk to Ventura. Ventura, I walked to Newberry Park, Newberry Park. I walked to Malibu and so I'll look down the line uh, until I got to San Pedro where my brother-in-law lived. That's why I picked uh, that spot. Anyway, in, the, in San Pedro, a friend of mine who was an editor at LA Times sent somebody out to do an article on my walk. Wow. So he walked, one of the guys walking, we had a cameraman there and, and he was taking notes and he actually, I walked, was in Santa Monica and we walked almost to Manhattan Beach. He walked like eight, nine miles with me. And he did the article when I was all done. Anyway, this article said, you know, if you want to donate to the Joel Burchfield Memorial Fund, send it to my address, and, and they did. And I would go out there almost every day, Spencer, for the last two weeks, and I was getting letters just from people, random people. Anyway, that $400 swelled to close to $18,000. Wow. And yeah, and so after that, I had some grant, and we ended up giving up more money and more money. So it, each year, I, you know, I think it was, I started, this, is, this, this year, I, this past summer, I did my, it's the sixth year I've done the walk. 
And uh, now we have a website that for Joel, where uh, a, a student of mine, actually another thing, it's another thing I did over the this COVID, I had a lot of time. So I put out an, uh, an alert saying, does anybody know how to do a website? So one of my past students said, you know, she did. So on this website, we tell the story of Joel. You can buy the book on the website. Um, I also, during the COVID, I did an audio book of the, we, uh, of the, of the book. So that's did another you thing. Did it or? Yeah, yeah, I, I did all the uh, speaking there. You know, in, in the book, uh, there's a, a section of where the police chief of Moore Park talk tells his side of the story and I got him to do his side of the story. Wow. I got my son who wrote a couple letters, my younger son, Ryan, uh, he uh, was speaking on it also. And then at the very end, I have articles about the, about Joel and I had uh, one of uh, Ryan's friends read that, but yeah, it's, it's me narrating the whole thing. And it, it was harder than it looked, but it afterwards at listening to it, it's, it's, it's really neat. It's really neat. So, Hey, it's, it started off, uh, like I said, in, in teaching throughout the years, I'll tell you, uh, you know, I, I actually wanted to make a difference in kids' lives because, you know, I lost my son and I wanted to carry that over and I wanted to make a difference in their lives. And from doing that, I think I uh, learned more from them and they helped me. And it's something you never heal from losing a child. It's something you just learn to live with. In doing that, I think it, it you know, it, it, you know, teaching the, the students and, and them giving back to me, um, it, it just actually has helped me so much immensely. And, you know, I, I, I don't know, I have let, stacks of letters from, you know, students telling me, you know, how much I've met to them. And I, they have no idea how much, you know, this has meant to me. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's actually uh, the book in my story. Um, in, in the book, I uh, journal some of my walks and I've met, I meet some characters along the way, which is really kind of cool. Um, I also uh, talk about my, uh, my, I guess my journey to be, become a teacher because my first couple of years teaching, I thought, uh Oh, I don't know if I'm cut out for this because uh, I started off. Like I said, I was like, I, I was a plumber for 20 years and then decided, all right, now I want to be a teacher. Yeah, and it was tougher than it looked, and uh, luckily I, I stuck with it, and it's it's like I said, it's helped me, and uh, this year's challenging because of this, these new distant learning, yeah. and because I don't I, I I'm more of a hands-on uh, uh, teacher in the classroom, and now I'm just stuck talking to a box. Yeah. And, what was your whole, uh, sorry to cut you off, what was your whole like writing process for this book? Because I know you said it was like a long time coming. Yeah. Were you just jotting down thoughts or did you, have you just always had this in your brain and like one day you sat down and you were like, I'm writing all of this? Yes, it, 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 it's, uh, I would, I told different stories and I just wrote down the stories and then I wrote down the journals and then I kind of, uh, I had this all together and I had just stacks of things. I'm going, well, I'll do this, I'll do that. And I was at a, a function when one of my drama colleagues uh, and I was talking to her about it. And she says, well, I've written a couple books, I'll help you. And so she uh, helped me put it together. Her name was Taylor Bradley. 
and she helped me put it together and she edited it for me. And she says, well, we need this, we need that. So that kind of like, helped. so this was kind of a long process. I wrote some things down. I wrote this thing in, in over like 10 years of uh, putting it together. And then wow. finally, you know, something inside me said, you got to get this out. You got to get this out. So I, I did. And that's kind of like how it went. I mean, when I walk, I, I would think, and then I said, oh, that's a good thing. I'll write that down. So the walks certainly helped me and journaling the walks helped me. You know, I'd, I'd be done with the walk and I'd stay in a hotel room and I'd write down some notes from that day in, uh, in situations like that. And it just kind of all, we just kind of put it together at the end. So that was kind of the process of it. Uh, I, I would write a little bit in college, but nothing, you know, big. And I didn't think I would be like a, a writer. Uh, it's funny, Spencer, in the book at the end, and I was going through some materials of Joel later because um, I wanted to put that in a book, like letters from his, you know, his friends that went after he passed away. And I came across a, a book report he did in fifth grade, and it was on me. And he would, you know, write about me and, or, and things like that. And at the end, he says, my, my dad would write a book. And now I don't know if I told him that, because I, I certainly do not remember that. And after I, I read that, I kind of stuck that at the end of the book. You know, here's Joel telling him, my dad wants to write a book. And back then, I don't know what I would have written about. But, you know, it was kind of like, uh, you know, a sense like, okay, yeah, Joel knew something back then, too. Yeah. Was it sort of like cathartic or like fulfilling to like finish the book and like to see like what like you've created and you're like, wow, I can finally tell like my story and have somebody and you know, like have it passed down, like my, almost like a legacy type of thing. Yes. Yes, definitely. It was very cathartic. It, um, seeing it all in print because it, it was, like I said, I put together this and I put together that and then I'd send it to Taylor and she said, well, I'll redo this and redo that. And it was kind of like an endless, you know, uh, process until we got it all together um and when i opened it up and looked at it it was it was <laughs> you, I, I, it's a hard to describe and um and that's one of the reasons i i wanted to do the audiobook everybody would say to me would say to me saying hey you got to do an audiobook because you know my background I, I was in theater and uh and i i've done a lot of different theater before i became a teacher and i think that helped me definitely become a teacher you know be a better teacher my theater background but yeah, doing that, it, it would say, okay, at least I have this. I don't know if it's going to be a bestseller. I self-published the book myself. I, I put it out to a couple publishers here and there and got turned down um, a few, but I'm going to keep, you know, going at it. A lot of people come to me and said, oh, you got to write a screenplay. This looks like a movie. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, I don't know. I'll try. So I, I've been putting feelers out here and there, but, you know, nothing really has hit yet. But, you know, I'm still... I'm still plugging away at it and we'll see what happens. I can 100% say that I would pay really good money to go see that movie. Cause that just, you know, it's just, it's a feel good story. It's like a from here to there type of thing. It's, it's that honestly is a really interesting story. Yeah. Um, how, so how long are these, these walks ultimately like, well, I made it so I could, well, I'll tell you, it's kind of interesting. I made it. It's, it's seven days a week. I probably could do it in five, but I, I start from where I, I kind of wrote this down. I, I start from where I am now, but I want to start further out. You know, here I, I'm established in Moorpark. I grew up in Torrance, San Pedro oh, okay. area. Okay. Yeah, and I wanted to end there. So I, 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 I wanted to walk along the coast because, you know, I, I like that area. I grew up around Redondo Beach, Manhattan Beach, Torrance area. 
So um, I walked in the first days, I'll, I'll kind of like along the beach, I'll cut in a few areas. I think the most I walked was 22 miles in one day. Wow. And uh, I think the least I walked like 12 miles and I would train for this. I'd walk around Moore Park and people would wave at me and <laughs> start to get ready. But then I, that, towards the end, the last two days, I walked through my old town Torrance where I grew up. Uh, I walked by my old house and, you know, kind of, and actually it's funny this, this year I didn't have a lot of people walking with me because of the COVID, but the year before that, along the way i had over 35 people meet meet along the way and walk with me yeah because like, people past, join you for like certain legs yeah. of the journey right yeah yeah it's yeah, like past students uh ex-baseball players like coach baseball at the high school um friends this year uh i oh, one of my friends a long time ago i did theater with my wife and we did the musical grease and a friend friends of mine were in the in the play with me and this is when i was this is like I was 24 years old and I'm 64 now so it was like 40 years ago anyway this year I promoted it on Facebook live and he saw it and he says hey where are you going to be on Thursday I said well I'm walking uh through Manhattan Beach and he that's where he lives so he actually met me there with his wife uh and he brought me breakfast sandwiches and we sat down you know on the beach and we talked about you know what you know the the play and things like that. so i haven't seen them playing like 40 years yeah and, and they we met and that was really that was really neat but you know the cool. walks I, I like i said I, i've met people along the way um a couple times in the past years not so much this past year but in a, a couple of years ago i'd have people walking with me said, where are you going i said well you know i'm walking in the torrents and so uh, can i walk with you for a while so it's it's been a journey it, it's been in, in every year is different and it, it's 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 interesting every year and I love it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, I kind of also uh, want to talk about your theater background a little bit. Um, do you have any like tips for auditions or like getting into like a theater or acting career? Um, I don't know if I have any tips. Uh, I will say as a young, you know, when I was in high school, uh, I liked to play baseball. And so I did both. I played baseball and I was in theater. And back in, I graduated in 1973 which was a long time ago. Back then, there wasn't many theater arts people and sports people. Right. Now there is, an you see a lot of people doing this now, which is great. Um, and I was always good at it. I, I, you know, I was always a good actor. Uh, when I went to college, I didn't know what to, you know, get my degree in. So I figured, okay, I'm good at theater arts. I'll get a theater arts degree. And I had to work my way up to, you know, you know, get into plays and audition. And I think that the biggest, uh, I would say an audition would be mainly to get up there and just, um, before you get up to audition, just vision yourself being the part, not looking at, not thinking about the director, whether he likes you or not, not thinking about who's, you know, going to be saying, well, you're not right for the part. Visualize yourself like I'm in this part and just practice, practice. And when you get up there, and you know, it's, hey, whether I get it or not, uh, my whole thinking is I should make this part and just have a positive attitude to the whole way. And that has always helped me. Uh, I've done, when I was younger, I did, like I said, Grease. I've done some local theater. Um, um, I always wanted to be an actor, but then I got married, fell in love and decided, well, I better, you know, get a job. And that's when, you know, I married my wife and I became a plumber and my father-in-law owned the company. And uh, that's actually, I lived in Torrance and he, and we were actually working in uh, the 
Caneo Valley, Agora, Thousand Oaks, Westlake. And that's how I moved out this way. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can, we, I could afford a house in Moore Park, but I was trying to get one at Torrance and, and really, you don't get a lot for your, your buck in Torrance. But anyway, we bought out there and uh, I've loved Moore Park ever since. When, when my son passed away, the community disembraced us and, and has helped us and, uh, in, in every way. And, and I knew I wanted to be a teacher, but I wanted to be in Moore Park a teacher. And it was looking at, I, at first there was no openings. And I'm going, well, okay, I guess I'm gonna have to teach in, you know, in some other city, but luckily uh, opening weapon, I've been teaching here in the district for 19 years. So wow. that's been awesome. Yeah, as far as the acting, yeah, I, I've done a few just local things. Um, and I think my only paid gig I ever did was we, when I was younger, we did a, uh, it, it was like a party for Levi Strauss and they did a murder mystery. And people would, you know, at the party, they would go to different, like three different rooms and we'd, we'd act out these, uh, these scenes and then they'd take notes to see who the murderer was. Oh, that's so, so cool. Yeah, so I got, I got paid for that. But other than that, yeah, mostly it was just for the love of it. And uh, I always want, I think, always want to say, maybe I just want to do a walk-on in a movie somewhere. Maybe when I retire from teaching, I'm just, all right, I'm just going to do a walk-on and see some old man walking down the street. And do something like that yeah i mean I, i've always been like super fascinated by everything entertainment i mean i'm working in music right now and uh -huh. you know film's always been interesting to me anything like artistic or creative like painting or photography or you know even like podcasting or something you know it's it's just fun to like express yourself it, it is it, it, you know i'll tell you my theater degree gave me confidence of speaking um, it, it, it helped when I, when Joel passed away, I was speaking engagements with, you know, talking about it. Um, and it, it gives you, it gives you confidence, you know, dealing with people, interactions, yeah. relationships with people. And then later what I have known, my theater arts degree would help me in my teaching career. Right. And, you know, getting up and talking to students and you, well, you know, I had you as a student, I dress up as characters. And I was just about to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> So I get my theater arts background into that too. And that was always exciting. You know, it gives like a unique learning experience. And like, I mean, honestly, I'll never forget that. And I'm sure all of your past students, you know, cause it's something memorable. It's not just like a show up to class, do yeah. your thing. It kind of adds like an extra like flair to it, yeah. which is, you know, it's important. In doing that, I didn't know. I just wanted to make it fun. Cause I remember in high school, my history teacher, it was almost like, all right, come into class, copy down the questions and, uh, do the, you know, answer the questions in the, in the book and your quizzes on Friday. Yeah. And, and then when I got involved in it, I, you know, I, I had slides and all of a sudden I learned PowerPoint and you go, Ooh, okay. So then I learned how to, okay, we'll put some animation in it and I'll put some music in it. And then, uh, you know, and then, Oh, and now I can put like YouTube videos, clips in there. And now, you know, I dress up as characters. And if I'm talking about the union, the, uh, unions back in the late 1800s I'll dress up as an old union worker or one of my characters I love to do is like in the 60s I, I have dreadlocks I come in and I come on as freedom tea loader I was just about <laughs> talking about that one too that was definitely my favorite character and that was one of my characters um, I've done that and uh, it, it not only does it make it fun for the students it's, it's kind of like it's fun for me too yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, and I like doing that. And, you know, I had some of the, you know, like you said, the music, I, you know, and, and during teaching history, I talk about not just, you know, we'll talk about the wars and the dates and things. We talk about the music and the fashion 
and things like that in, in you know, some of the movies of the time and in and, and, and that situation. So, yeah, that, that's, that's just the way I, I, I wanted to bring it across to the students. And like I said, it, it's fun for me. And if it's fun for me and I'm energetic, the kids are going to like it too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So would you ever do maybe like a follow-up book to your book or something shorter than that? Maybe like, a you know, I, I was thinking about it. somebody asked me that question and I thought about, well, I'm not sure. Uh, my, um, uh, last year, my younger son, Ryan, who's now 31 years old, he's married and he had twins and identical twin boys. So I'm a grandfather now. So, uh, their names are, uh, Brody Joel Birchfield and Brady John Birchfield. So anyway, uh, we went out there a couple weeks ago just to visit. He lives in Texas, in uh, Prosper, Texas, just outside Dallas. And I was reading stories to him with my dramatic flair, and, and the kids were just like in tune to it. And I thought about, you know, maybe I could write like a, um, a children's book. Yeah. And and I, I was kind of thinking some ideas, and I want to do it for my grandson. So I'm going to come up, and I have a few ideas. Um, I always had an idea, too, of a when I was doing my walks with one of my drama students one year, we talked about it and about, a, uh, you know, I'm doing one of my walks and I look behind me and somebody uh, is following me. And it was like a runaway kid who has no meaning. And, and he's kind of like an older gentleman who mentors, uh, uh, you know, the student and they have a good relationship and he comes on to do something. That's another, some other ideas too of stories. So something like that is going to, I, uh, I'm, I've been jotting down notes and we'll see what happens. Hopefully it won't take me 10 years to do it. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, this is a perfect time to do anything like creative. Like I've gotten yeah. so much better at producing music and I've had so much time to do this podcast and like, cause you have all this time and yes. you know, it's, yes. but I, I, I'm also like finding it to be hard, like semi hard to be motivated during this time. And I've talked about this with like past guests too, where like, you have all this time and you're like, Oh, I'll get to it eventually because you know, you have it. But then you're just, I, I almost feel like overwhelmed sometimes. And I'm like, okay, well I'll work on music a little bit, but you know, I, I just am burned out for that day. And I just feel like super unmotivated. Yeah. It, it it's, it's funny. Sometimes you think, okay, I got to get it done right now. And you got to, you do it. Then you say, well, I got some time. And then you always slack off on it. I think yeah. one of the positive things out of this whole COVID thing, what I have learned, is people are spending more time with their family now sometimes a little too much time yeah and you want to get out you know on your own uh however i see you know like i like i said i I'd get ready for my walks and i'd walk around town and i usually be by myself once in a while i'd see somebody and wave to them or they drive by and honk at me now i'm seeing all these families uh riding their bike by or walking and i said you know that and that's the, that's the positive thing about it because let's face it we, uh, as a society, um, and I, I got this when I walk a lot, and I see cars whizzing by me, and I'm going, I wonder if they recognize, you know, me, because they're just like, you know, how you have to rush to get to, to work, or you're rushing here, you're rushing there, or you're on your phone, and you just kind of miss looking around at life. You, you miss, like, you're looking at the ocean, or you're missing, or just this, just the life around you, the environment around you, and I think that's kind of slowed things down for people. And maybe giving them a different perspective, I hope. Um, I, I think that's the positive part. You got to not only that, you're just cooped up too much. You got to get outside. Yeah. I mean, I, I tried to buy a bike at the beginning of quarantine and like Walmart and Target and all those places were like completely sold out. Like, 
completely sold out of bikes, you know, and it's good. Like it's getting people out to exercise more and like go be outdoorsy and yep. you, know, you have to spend all that time. And yep. so yeah. do you, do you think you have any like advice for like staying motivated or inspired during this or, you know, it's, it's what helps me and I don't know if it would help everybody, but, um, I'm motivated each day. Well, what happened to me and knowing my background, I, I wanted to uh, make a difference. And, I, and the mainly teaching has helped me. Um, and, but I think uh, what's also um, would help other people too is kind of like before your day starts, just kind of take five minutes out of the day and kind of like, you know, not so much meditate, but it could be that just sit there with your eyes closed and just breathe. And then, okay, this is what I want to do this day. And, and, and kind of think of things that you, you, you can do. I, I'll tell you, helping, giving out scholarships, we've given out over $22,000 of scholarships over the years. I oh, wish wow. I would have taken pictures the last five years and that we put that on the website. So if anyone and your listeners know, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you the website at, at the end. And, um, but, Giving that money away, and then some of the students that come back, uh, you know, because we give them, we give them the money. And now this past year, we gave about five thousand dollars, a thousand each to five students, and we give them a picture of Joel and, and an angel pin, um, and and you know, keep in touch. And I, I've had people. I, one of the one of my this is in the book too. One of my past students who uh, was having trouble in school decided to finish it out. He had that picture of Joel and he goes, Hey, if they Birchfield's thought enough of me to give me this scholarship, I'm going to keep going. He's now a, a police officer in Santa Barbara and he's doing well. Wow. And uh, he walked with me a little bit. He was talking to me on the, on the walk about how that has helped him. I think getting back to that, I think uh, giving back to people kind of gives you new energy in life. And I think if we, uh, you know, if, People are feeling like, well, I'm depressed. I'm not doing anything or I'm out of work right now. I think the more you give, the more you get out of life. I think if maybe just kind of like if you're out of work or things are bad or you got to do things at home and you just have to go out and do some charity work or, and you can do some charity work like online and helping people. That, that helps you immensely. Yeah, I've, I've definitely grown an appreciation for like the smaller things and like I've tried to be like more thankful for, you know, everything I have because my situation, you know, it, it, I'm in a good situation right now and I know a lot of people aren't. Yep. And so I'm just trying to like be thankful and not, you know, compare myself. So. Yeah, I agree. It's especially when you get older, you always think that way, but then you look at your grandkids and you see their faces and you're going, yeah, those, it is a little things in life. Yeah. You know, how that yeah, goes. Definitely. Or, you well, know, when your past, past students come up to you and give you a hug and saying, thank you, Birchfield, you mean a lot to me. And you go, oh, okay. Yeah, and it's rewarding, right? And, and, you know, I'm sure that that's, again, that's why you became an educator, right? Like, you know, like to yes. help all these people, yes. you know, become better people and go on to do big things. Definitely. Well, this has been a lot of fun. You look like you're doing well. I am. I'm doing well. Um, you know, school's good. I just finished. Um, I have this podcast going. Uh, I have some big things in music coming, too. Good. Um, signed a couple um uh, tracks to a label which is really mm -hmm. cool okay. um and yeah just trying to stay motivated out during this <laughs> super yeah. weird time which i'm sure a lot everybody else is too so i know i know it, it you know you'll, you'll look back on this too and I, I think some a lot of things will change because of this uh, i know i think oh, yeah. schooling 
schooling is going to change uh, because of this. How so? I, I'm not exactly sure, but I think it's going to it's going to definitely change. Um, I think more people will work at home. That's another thing. Um, I don't know. Do you think a lot like some of these aspects will be permanent? Like, yeah, I, I don't think so. we'll ever truly go back to like yeah. what now. I don't. And that's so. crazy. Like, who would have ever thought? Like, I never thought I would be able to, or well, not be able to, like, go through like something like this. You know, in my yeah. lifetime. I know. And that's it's crazy. I know. So, uh, well, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you again for coming on. Uh, where can people buy your book? Okay. Um, do you want to tell them the website? Yes, it's on www.myjourneywithjoel.org. Okay, I'll put a link in the description too. Um, okay. Is your book also available on like Amazon? Yeah, it's on like Amazon. That? You can, yeah, at the website you can get it. It's on Amazon. Uh, it's called My Journey with Joel by Dan Birchfield. Um, on the website, like I said, there's also the audio book is on there. You can get there from the website. Um, on the websites, actually, I've written a couple of blogs on there too. Oh, that's first cool. time. Yeah, first time uh, so we want to write some blogs. I said, well, okay. So I, yeah. I, I wrote about, you know, my, just before my walk and, you know, and, and other areas. So there's like three or four blogs that are on there too. Cool. So yeah, check it out. Um, all the proceeds to the book or from the book, go to the Joel Birch Memorial Fund and all that money funnels into all students. Some students didn't even go to college. They went to trade school that we've uh, given some money to too. So Awesome. It's a wide, wide variety of students from Moore Park High School. Is there anything else that you want to talk about before we wrap this no, up? No, I, I think that's about it. Um, um, I, I guess I'll tell you one thing, being a teacher nowadays, um, if you haven't found any new appreciation for teaching, I'm telling you, it's one of the hardest things. Um, I, I can, like I said, my theater background is made, you know, I could actually uh, go one and one with students or even a group of students. But when you're in a, looking at a computer screen and you see like 20 faces or sometimes dots and these kids are like, you know, you're going and you ask some questions and they just stare at you. It's yeah. tough. And then if something goes wrong, like, you know, like I said, one on my first day, the, the PowerPoint kind of like just died. So I had to, all right, well, this is what it said. So, I mean, teaching, is if all you people out there knew, I mean, some of the teachers, you just got to give them some love because they're going to need it. Yeah, it definitely puts more pressure on, on you guys for sure. Definitely, definitely. So cool. I'll, well, leave, it, I'll leave it on that. Give, give more appreciation to the teachers. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, thank you again for coming on. Okay, Spencer. No problem. Awesome.